Do you remember your first day of kindergarten? What about middle school or even high school? You've got your favorite new outfit on, perhaps a new backpack. You're still a little tired from waking up early for the first time in 10 weeks, and you've got that mix of nervousness and excitement whirling around perhaps in your head or even in your stomach, making it too hard for you to eat. You have so many questions. How will you find your room? Will you have any friends in your class? Will you have good teachers? All these questions you've had all summer are about to be answered. Now imagine what it's like for your child with special needs heading back to school. Perhaps they're entering kindergarten or middle school or even high school for the first time, and the whole day will be different from what they already know. Maybe they're riding a bus for the first time. Maybe they have multiple teachers now and have to switch rooms and they're not sure where they're going to be. You can imagine how that combination of nervousness and excitement might just be staggering for some of our kids. Knowing that transitions of any kind can be really overwhelming for our kiddos and fraught with anxiety and fear for both mom and child, I thought I would start out this season with a series on all those major transitions we go through with our children with special needs. And back to school was at the top of the list. I'm your host, Angela O'Brien, and I am so happy to bring you the second season of Especially Organized, Sensible Solutions for Special Needs Moms. I really hope that you all have had a great summer. We actually got to head back to our happy place, which is in Santa Barbara, where we both worked in a tiny two-bedroom apartment. But it honestly didn't matter because we got to walk along the beach and do some hiking and just eating some good food from the amazing farmer's markets and just generally have a reset. I don't know if anyone else is like this, but for me, staying in a small apartment is really quite freeing. There's less to worry about. There's less places to make a mess. There's less laundry. There's just less. And it made me realize that while my home is not huge by any stretch, I could definitely be okay with a smaller house, with fewer things, with less stuff. It just made it so much easier for me to get outside and take a walk or go for a hike or read a book when I just wasn't worried about if the entire house was put together. It was really freeing. And I kind of miss that tiny little apartment, to be honest. But we are back and I am ready to go. I am so excited to have Courtney Howard on the podcast to start us off and to share some tips and strategies to lessen that overwhelm and create some calm around the first day of school. She is not only a mom to three littles under six, but she is also a fabulous teacher of kids with intellectual disabilities and neurodivergent kiddos for almost 10 years now. Not only that, her husband is also a high school physics teacher at a local high school here in Dallas, so she knows a thing or two about going back to school. In fact, Courtney has been the lead teacher for the primary group at the Notre Dame School here in Dallas, guiding the littlest ones in the school who are all new every year, just like, say, in a kindergarten class. Courtney also shares that she herself has ADHD and has been on a journey to find the simple strategies and solutions that work 
to keep her on time and not so rushed as she tries to get three kids out the door and off to different places. So let's listen in to my discussion with the lovely Courtney Howard so that we can ease the transition of going back to school. Welcome back to Especially Organized. Welcome to Especially Organized, Sensible Solutions for Special Needs Moms, the podcast for all those busy moms out there who, like me, take care of kids who have a little something extra, and in the midst of all that extra, want to lead a more organized and present life. Whether your child has medical complexities, an intellectual disability, or neurodiversity, I am here for you. My name is Angela O'Brien, and I'm the parent of a 19-year-old daughter with Down syndrome. I know what it's like to have too much overwhelm and too little time when you're trying to manage all the pressures and responsibilities that come with a special needs child. Using my experience and skills as a professional organizer, each week I will bring information and encouragement to help you move through your clutter and reclaim what you deserve. So let's get started. Well, welcome, Courtney Howard. I am so excited. This is you're not my first interview this summer, but you are going to be the first one coming out. And I just have been so excited for this interview. And I I wanted to let the listeners know, not just do we have a connection in that you are a teacher at my daughter's school, but my son just loves your family so much. He was- oh, thank you. He was a um, volunteer in your classroom a few years ago during his service project. And he also had the pleasure of having your husband as his physics teacher. And so he just, he cannot speak more highly of your family. And I just, you have such a wonderful reputation and such a great presence with the kids. And so I'm so pleased that you agreed to come on the show and talk to us about transitioning back to school, which I think is about to be on everybody's mind. So oh, absolutely. I know it's it's on my mind. We go back in just a few weeks, couple days. Feels like a couple days, probably like a week and a half. But um yeah, it's it's crazy. We have in service coming up. So we are it's definitely on teachers' minds for sure. For sure. Could you just share a little bit about yourself and what you do at Notre Dame and a little bit about your family? Um, my name is Courtney Howard. Um it's for the last six years at Notre Dame School, I've been teaching in the primary level class, so the six to 10-year-olds. Um, this year, I'm going to be moving up to the Bridges Department, so the high school age kids, um, young adults, I'm supposed to call them. Um, <laughs> so we'll be working on some different skills up there. Um, but this is going to be my 10th year teaching um, in special education, so I'm really excited to hit that year 10 milestone. Um, my husband and I live in Dallas. He's also a teacher at a Catholic school. Um, here in town and got to hang out with Dan some in the past, uh, which was really fun. And um, we just love working with our students and helping them meet their full potential. Um, Yeah, we have three kids. And so life is chaos always. (laughs) Yes, definitely. And what are their ages again? Tell me. Uh, Six, four, and one. So we are in the throes of little kid-ness right now. Um, And we are also gearing up for back to school with a rising first grader and rising pre-K. Oh, yeah. So we are also in it. Those are big, big (laughs) years, right? And Mm -hmm. so not just as as two teachers in the household, but 
um, both of your kids heading back to school. So yes, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> so you it's are our expert it's here. So I'm glad that I have you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see what we get. All we'll right. Get. All right. Well, first of all, would you just tell us, you know, you've been in the classroom for almost 10 years now. What would, what would surprise our parents as far as how our kids handle that back to school transition. What would our parents be surprised to learn that the kids do or say or how they respond? If you could share a little bit about that. Yeah, um, of course. I think one, I think parents are always going to be surprised at the level of independence that their kids are capable of in the classroom. Um, I mean, I say that I've done my job when my job is no longer necessary. Um, when I've worked myself out of a job, I've done, I've done my job. I've done a good job. I mean, yes, there is always somebody else coming up behind them, but when my students no longer need me because they've reached that level of independence that they don't need an adult with them, um, that's my goal is to work myself out of a job. So I think parents would always be surprised at like every time I'm like, okay, well they did this, this, and this today. They're like, they did what? I'm like, yeah, they can do it. It's really great. Um, so I think parents would be surprised, A, at how independent their kids can be and how quickly they can get with the program. Now I say quickly, um, you know, I, I always say to, you know, when we get to October, we're going to be in our groove. Give it until October before you start really worrying about some of those things. Um, so I think, yeah, I think parents would always be surprised at how quickly they get with the program and the level of independence our kids are capable of most of the time. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I know my my mother-in-law was a kindergarten teacher. Was uh, she really? Yes, for years and years. And she had mostly typical in the last 10 years, she ha would have mm -hmm. some uh, inclusion of special ed kids. And she would just be amazed at how these parents would be like, "I are we talking about the same kid? You know, because they would yeah. have such greater independent skills and do things for her that they, the parents would have no idea. And it was, yeah, I mean, and I see that with my own kids too. I mean, I think that's just a parenting thing across the board, right? Typically developing or kids with disabilities. I mean, my husband has to remind me all the time. He's like, Courtney, let him try it first. And I'm like, mm, okay, sure. Yeah. Got it. So uh, hard sometimes. Sometimes I do. I just want to sweep it and be like, let me just do it. Let me just get it done. It's going to be easier. Um, but when we do that, we're hindering our kids from giving them the opportunity to grow in, in their independent skills. 100%. So yes. It's something I'm working on as a parent and a teacher. Well, my daughter's 19 and I'm still working on that. I still find that I still will hear, oh, well, she did this. And I'm like, what? And then I think, oh, it's because I, I'm so routine oriented. Uh -huh. I didn't think, oh, maybe I should let her try this. It's time. She, yeah. She's capable. And so that constant kind of, uh, let's, let's stop and think here. Is there mm -hmm. something that she can do that I've been doing for her for a while? Um, I, it, it's, it's a hard it's a hard thing to remember, but I'm working on that yeah. because I realize she's yeah. 19. She's, there are things that she, I can't believe she's 19 already. I can't either. She's going to be 20. <laughs> she's talking about her 21st birthday already and where we're going to go. Yeah. Which sounds insane, <laughs> but yeah, just those, um, independent skills that she does. Like when she's at camp, 
that I hear about and I'm like, oh yeah, she could do that at home too, you know? So yeah, even to this age, it's, it is really important to sometimes stop and take stock of what routines you're doing and what you're doing yeah. for your child. And, oh, is it, is this at a time where they are capable now? Let's give it a try. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, so let's get into the suggestions you have to help encourage a smooth transition because that's yeah, what absolutely. we all need. So let's start with setting up the home. Like what, what suggestions would you recommend um, that parents might want to think about? Yeah. So, I mean, kind of like you said, you know, you're really routine oriented and so are our students. Um, so am I as a teacher, our, our, our lives and our systems kind of run off of routine. So I would start looking at those routines that you need to do, whether that's your morning routine, you know, getting up, getting ready, going to school, coming home from school, what all, you know, kind of what things are you needing to happen during the day in relation to school? I mean, and cooking dinner and all that too, but, and then figure out where physically those routines need to take place, you know? Let's make sure that when we are coming home from school, we have a place for the backpack to go, for the folder to go, for the binder to go, for the lunchbox to go. And then let's build our routines off of those physical spaces. My house, we have a um, kind of like a mudroom locker situation. So my kids know when we come in from the garage, the hooks are right there by the garage door. They hang up their backpacks. They take out their folders. They take out their lunchboxes. The folders go on the table. The lunchboxes go by the seat. That way I can kind of go through everything, take care of everything. And it's right where I need it to be so that I can complete my routines as well. Um, and then in the mornings right now, I am still the one packing up backpacks, but that's the one thing that I'm like, oh, my kids need to be the ones to do this now. So, you know, building those routines, having that, also building it into my routine to build them more independence. Um, you know, if you're thinking about getting ready in the morning, uh, let's set that the uniform or the clothes out the night before. Maybe you have a specific drawer of kid clothes that they can wear to school. Like my son has his uniform drawer. He knows every night when we, you know, after we've brushed teeth, we've done all that. We get out our, our uniform and he sets it down. I mean, down to the socks, down to the shoes, the belt, everything is stocked up right there, ready to go just to help make that smoother in the mornings. And I love that you have set up like one specific place that's designated that he can choose from. Because I know for my daughter, like she, they want, again, they want to have some of that independence. And so giving them, giving them a designated space, you can choose from this. Yeah. This spot right here. And so mm -hmm. that they feel like they have some control. I think that's great. Right. Right. Um, I've even seen one of my friends did it, you know, she had like a five drawer, like the plastic drawers. She had a five drawer system and her daughter would pick out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, days of the week, that outfit went in that drawer. And so she would open the drawer of the day. That was her outfit. You know, they did all that on Sunday night so that they didn't even have to think about it during the week. It was already great picked prep. Out. Yeah. That's some great prep. You know, and that doesn't take, that doesn't take a lot of time to set that out and set that aside. Um, now her kids are younger and I'm sure if you have older kids that they will probably have more opinions during the week. Right. Right. Yeah. They might change their mind <laughs> on the different things that they want to wear. They might change their mind. So, you know, maybe the night before would be a better option for you if you did that. Um, I also think that having a family calendar of some kind and a message center 
is really helpful for communicating between busy parents. Um, since my husband and I both work, he also coaches. We are busy, busy, and he is not home very often. Um, so we have a shared Google calendar that we love um, that if it is not on that Google calendar, I'm, I'm not going to it. And I expect him to, you know, be where he's supposed yeah. to be. So then every week we also have like a chalkboard on the side of our refrigerator and I'll go through the Google calendar and I just write out for the week, you know, kind of week at a glance, whatever's happening for us that week on that chalkboard. So that when we're walking by the fridge, we can kind of check like, Ooh, these are the things we have today. Like, Hey, can, are you doing soccer practice today? What time is your game? Do you need me to pick up? And we can kind of get all that figured out. And it just facilitates that communication easier because um, it's visual, it's up, it's out there. Um, you know, we've had the conversation for both of us, like, hey, we are both expected to read the weekly calendar, see what's happening. You know, we both have that obligation and responsibility to to get everybody where they need to be. So that works. That's so great. Yes, that you both are sharing that mental uh, energy. Yes. Right. Yes. That is required as a parent <laughs> and that it, it really kind of can relieve some of that stress. And the fact that it is mm -hmm. front and center and so readily available, I think, is the key point of that. Right. Yeah. So that it. you Yeah. Because, I mean, the Google calendar is great. It's on our phones. But like I, I get really stressed out with a lot of different alerts. Sometimes <laughs> I have specific alerts and we'll get into that. You know, we aren't always looking at the different Google calendar scrolling through the full day. Um, so just kind of setting that that time aside during the weekend and writing all of that down um, that way. And, you know, it's a chalkboard as things change and move. I also try to put like whatever the meal, the dinner that we're having for that night, I try to put that up on there too, just so that's for me more than anybody else of like, oh, this is what I bought groceries for. No, we do not need to go to Chick-fil-A today. Exactly. Yes. We have to do that too. <laughs> Helps hold me accountable yes. for my grocery purchases. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think having the physical spaces of where those activities are going to happen, setting yourself up for success um, with that. I, you know, I use the phrase for myself, I'm going to be kind to my future self a lot. What can I do to prep now that's going to be kind to future Courtney? It's, you know, building in those easy dinners, building in those um, those physical spaces to be ready to have the things that we need for that day as well as I can. Mm -hmm. And when you say build, you literally mean because your husband built, right? Your I literally mean build it. Yeah. system. Yeah. 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 Quite... Yeah. Build it and they will come. Um, yeah. He's quite the woodworker around town. <laughs> he really yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Very, that's awesome. Very helpful. That's fantastic. Very helpful for sure. Okay. Let's see. What about, oh yeah, we talked about alarms. You. We did. Yes. Can you talk about that? Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. We, you just had some great ideas when it comes to setting alarms for our kids and for ourselves. And for ourselves, yes. Um, so my kids and their my two older kids, my first grader and my pre-K, they share a room um, and they have very different sleep settings for themselves. Um, you know, I have one that is an early riser. She gets up, she is ready to go. Um, and my my son, my older one, he will sleep until the sun is up, until he decides he wants to mosey out of bed. He is a slow start in the morning. Um, so we have a sun sunrise alarm clock in their room. Um, so 30 minutes before I need them up and out of bed, it very slowly and gradually turns on. It gets brighter over time. Um, and then by the time we get to that, you know, 630, whenever it is, they're supposed to be awake. 
then there is an actual alarm sound that goes off, you know, to help really get him out of bed. But that way he's not waking up to a dark room because that is very easy to just roll over and go back to sleep when it's still dark in your room. 100%. <laughs> um, I'm more like your son. So I, I really probably need it for myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we have to wake up so early to get to school. I mean, we are out of the house before seven o'clock every morning with a double teacher household. Yeah, we are. We are the first ones there yeah, at school in the morning. Yeah. Um, so it is dark for us most mornings when they're waking up. So that was really hard. Um, and then I use alarms on my phone to keep me and myself organized and working through the morning. Um, I have ADHD. I really suffer with time blindness. I don't understand when time is passing, especially in the morning before the coffee has kicked in. I am just kind of a zombie moving through the day, trying to get backpacks put together. So having that go off and like, you know, each alarm is a different step of my routine. Like, hey, you should be waking up. Hey, it's time to get the kids up. Hey, you need to pack the lunches. Hey, you need to go get dressed. Hey, you need to leave in five minutes or you're going to be late. And then the last one goes off. It's like, it's time for you to leave. And then there's another one after that that's like, you are now running late. Please leave your house. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. Just in case you weren't aware, you are late. Yes. Um, oh, funny. <laughs> so, you know, it's all about, it's knowing yourself, knowing your strengths, yeah. knowing what you need to work on too. And that morning routine is one that we have not, I have not really figured out for myself. I can get my kids up, dressed out the door. We are out by seven. Um, I am a different story for myself. Um, so we are, you know, that's, it, and it helps. Um, and my kids laugh with it. They're like, ooh, this song is called Go Make the Coffee. This song is called Go Get Dressed, you know, and they're sitting there pestering me and teasing me lovingly sometimes. But that's so great, though, that you're like, yeah, this is what I need. And I'm going to utilize yeah. what I need to absolutely get what get what I need done. So I think yeah. that's awesome. Yes. And I will tell you, I have heard from several listeners that have ADHD themselves, the parents, mm -hmm. the moms, and it is, it can be genetic. And so there it are, yeah. um, you know, there, we do have some listeners who not only have kids with ADHD, but have ADHD themselves. And I yeah. do think that that's a little bit of a double whammy, right? And so yes. <laughs> being able to figure out what it is that you need as a mom in order to get your stuff done only sets that example, I think, for the child. Yeah. And so I think kudos to you that you are, you're like, yeah, this is what I need. So I'm going to do it, whether you're going to laugh or not, you know? So, right. <laughs> yeah, that's so great. Okay. Let's see what else we talked about setting up for the next day too. Like, do you have a mm -hmm. nighttime routine that you do to get? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, like I said, we are up early, um, and we are trying to get out that door as soon as possible, but also trying to maximize sleep. So that means that we are trying to not do very many things in the mornings, um, which is hard, you know, with three kids, we got three kids going to different places. So trying to figure all that out. We do a lot of prep work the night before lunches are made. You know, my older kids have those little Benko boxes, those plastic lunch boxes with little dividers in them. So lunches are always made the night before. They get stacked in the fridge. That way, all I have to do in the morning, pull them out, pop them in the backpack, and off they go. I, you know, even breakfast is just really simple for us in the mornings. Um, you know, it, a lot of times it is a, a, a frozen waffle in the car. Hey, what, whatever works, right? 
<laughs> so it's just, here you go, off, off. Here's your bag, you know, folders are back in the backpack. I always sign the folders at night. That way, in case there is something that we forgot to do, we do have that little bit of time in the morning for a grace period if we need it. Um, I try not to, um, but you know, it's fine. Right. Yeah. Things happen. And it's not always going to be perfect. So yeah, things happen. So try to do as much as I can the night before and just really making sure that everything, you know, there's one spot of our fridge where those stocked lunch boxes go. There is the backpacks are ready and waiting on their hooks so that all I have to do is grab, put, zip, off you go. Mm -hmm. So just trying to do, like I said earlier, you know, as much as I can for future Courtney, being kind to my future self, mm -hmm. um, trying to get that prep work done. And that, that includes my lunch that I take to work too. And sometimes breakfast, if I can have a, a breakfast ready and waiting, you know, if I have the time on the weekend to make an egg casserole or something like that, chop it up. Here you go, everybody. Yeah, that's so great. And it sounds like too, like you try to make sure that everything stays, it goes in the same spot every time. Right. As much as I can. Yeah. As much as I can. Um, you know, like you said, things happen. It's not always going to work out. It's not always possible. Um, sometimes my ADHD brain puts the phone in the fridge instead of the lunch. Oh, and it, <laughs> sometimes it happens. Um, but I feel like those physical spaces, like we talked about earlier, you know, building those physical spaces into our routines or building our routines around those physical spaces, you know, so then it becomes muscle memory at that point. And your body just kind of, you can turn your brain off if that's possible. You can turn your brain off and, you know, your body just can kind of go through the motions. Here are the lunch boxes. Here's the coffee. Here's the things, you know. Um, so just really trying to, you know, my husband would laugh at me saying this. Like, I tried to put everything back in its, in its place. Um, you know, he's really the one that tries to manage my ADHD for me. <laughs> he's like, Courtney, just put it away. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> So sometimes it ends up there and sometimes yeah. it doesn't, but we try. Yeah, we try. Yeah, that's common. But like you said, the muscle memory, it yeah. when our body takes over in doing some of those routines, it lessens the stress on the yes. mental capacity, the that, mental load, the mental yes. load. And so the more that we can do so that our body can take over the less stress, right? And yeah, yeah the less yeah. we have to think about. And so that just, again, I think makes things easier. That's awesome. It's so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see. We also, oh yeah. So preparing kids to get ready to go to class again after the dog days of summer, here we are. We're like, all right, we got to wake up early. We've got to get going. Yeah. Like, are are you doing anything right now? Especially because you have to go back even earlier. But yeah, we do. Anything that you would recommend, you know, um, for for parents to maybe start doing now? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would start. You know, maybe a week, week and a half, two weeks if you have the time. Just start with that bedtime and morning routine. Hey, we're going to have to start going to bed a little bit earlier. Hey, I'm going to start turning your alarms on in the morning so that you can get used to waking up with that. We are going to start getting dressed in the mornings. We aren't going to just like hang out on the couch in our jammies for 30 minutes first. We're going to have to get up. We're going to have to get dressed. And then we can start our day and we can continue to go and do those fun things. But let's work on getting up, getting dressed, brushing our teeth eating breakfast. Let's start getting that part down first. That way when school does come, it's not the first day of school and you're just setting that alarm for 630 for the first time in 10 weeks. And it's like, oh man, because <laughs> that is a rough wake right, up. That's a rough wake up for everybody involved. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would just say, just start now, you know, or next week, 
if now does not work for you. <laughs> um, yeah, but start now um, and just get get that morning routine going. Get used to going to bed a little bit earlier. We can always all use more sleep. Um, so just trying to start building that routine and that habit of getting up and getting dressed. That's for sure what I need to work on with my kids right now. I know at, at our school, we have a back to school time. Like, our, you know, yeah. what can we do for those kids that maybe it's brand new for them, the, the yeah. school environment? Or is there anything that can help that transition? Because like, that's a, that's a lot for some of our kids, it is a lot. right? To just all it of a, a sudden yeah. be dropped off in a new environment. So is there anything, you know, obviously if you could start taking them up to school, you would, but you, you can't do that every day until school starts. So is there anything like that you can do in the meantime? Um, yeah. I mean, I would say one, if your school has a meet the teacher night, meet the teacher day, open house, anything before school starts, go to that. Even if that means you have to take off of work, I have to take off of work for in-service to go to my kids meet the teacher day. But that, you know, that's a t- that's a trade-off for me. And I think that it's worth it for me to be able to take my kids. This is your classroom. This is where you're going to be sitting. This is, you know, I mean, we have to work a lot as teachers for those meet the teacher nights. And when we have two parents show up to it, it's kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's, you know, I mean, that's our classrooms depressing. have to be, yeah. Well, and our classrooms have to be ready, like first day of school ready before those meet the teacher nights. Um, so kind of what you see is what it's going to be, but it has to look like it mostly like it's going to look on the first day of school. Things have to be, you know, names have to be on lockers. Things have to be labeled so that our kids can go in and physically see this is where my place is going to be. I think just physically seeing the building, seeing the classroom is just, it it relieves, relieves, excuse me, it relieves a lot of that anxiety for some of our kids and helps them feel more comfortable. And I would say, you know, if if you don't have a meet the teacher or if your kid has some really high anxiety about things, show them pictures of the school online. See if the school has an Instagram or a Facebook page and go through and look at pictures of the other students that are there. Um, I know our school has a really wonderful and really active Instagram page, you know, so go in and look at the kids that are there. Like, oh, if you're returning, oh, look, it's so-and-so. Oh, look, there, there he is. Like, oh, tell me about what you guys are doing in this picture, you know, and have them start thinking about their friends again. If they're new, you'd be like, oh, this person looks like they might be your age. I wonder if you're going to get to be friends with them. Like, oh, this teacher looks really nice. Like, I wonder if you get to have her go online, look at the pictures of the staff members on the school website. A lot of schools have pictures of their teachers posted, you know, and that's something that we've done with my kids at home. Be like, okay, here are your three teachers that you might get to have in first grade this year. I wonder which one you're going to get, you know, we don't, we don't know yet, but here we can look at them. We can read about them sometimes. So just, you know, talk about the school. If you're worried or if your child is worried about like the drive to school, if you don't live, you know, terribly far, take the drive to school, drive around the building, see if you can find the playground. If your child is young enough for their school to have a playground, um, be like, oh, look at that slide. You know, if there's not be like, okay, wow. Like I can see some artwork through the building. Here's the, here's where the office is going to be. I wonder which classroom is going to be yours. You know, just try to kind of build some of the hype up around it. But, you know, taking that drive, this is how long we're going to be in the car for in the mornings. This is how long we're going to be in the car on the way home. Like 
ooh, I wonder if there's any fun stops we could make on the way home. Like maybe the first week of school, we get to stop and have a little treat somewhere. You know, so just kind of building some of the excitement around it, but also starting to build it into those routines. Ooh, let's see, like, can we get up, get dressed, brush our teeth, and we'll drive to school and we'll see what it looks like. You know, we'll see if they've planted any new flowers, you know, or at our school, see if they got new vans. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, our school has, um, yeah, quite the van story, but because they, just for our (laughs) listeners' sake, they... Our school is so amazing because they take our kids to their job sites and yeah, uh, with the teachers. And so we have to have transportation and we've we had unfortunate ac- unfortunate situations with our vans of people yeah. stealing, right? And yeah, yeah, we had a van stolen this summer yes. or earlier this year. Oh yeah. my goodness. And that wasn't even the first situation. We've had the catalytic converter yeah. stolen. So mm-hmm. yeah, so... Um, I hope none of that continues because that is so important for our community and our school. So absolutely, um, absolutely. But these are such great ideas for helping our kids who I think are a visual, right? Yes. And they need to kind of go through the act and process Mm -hmm. what's happening. So being able to possibly drive up to the school. This is where we're going to drop you off. This is where I'm going to pick you up. And having that be um, visual in their mind and whether it's even going through the process or even taking pictures. I don't know if you've ever had people Mm -hmm. take pictures during back to school night, but um, I could see that, you know, and then going over that before school starts Mm -hmm. just so that you're reinforcing, okay, this is how it's this is what it's going to look like. This is where you're going to be. Yeah. This is when mom's going to pick you up or dad. Yeah. Just really doing everything you can to prep them so that when the day comes, it's not as stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like you said, I mean, our kids are so visual. Um, I mean, and take the pictures, do it. We love that you guys are going to take the pictures, take the pictures. You know, we even talked about making those social stories, right. making those visual schedules for our kids with those pictures. Take a picture of your child and their teacher take a picture of them together and be like look here's you know johnny here's miss howard they're going to take their picture together <gasps> here you guys are together miss howard is going to be your math teacher she's going to teach you these kind of things she's going to teach you numbers she's going to teach you money she's going to teach you time you're going to go to her class you know one maybe two times a day depending on your schedule you know and just building that in, because um, I know our kids, when they come to Notre Dame, they're given visual schedules by us and they have our faces on them um, so that they can connect. Oh, I'm going to this teacher's classroom. And it's like, yes, here I am. Yes. You know, yeah. so just everything as visual as you possibly can for those morning routines, visuals, like take a picture of them brushing their teeth. Here I am. Here's my toothbrush. Here is my toothpaste. Like, here's how I put it on. I'm going to brush my teeth for two minutes, you know, and put a big number two or a clock with two on it, two minutes. There's also visual timers um, that are also great to help show elapsed time um, that can kind of, you know, it's a color countdown kind of a thing. And those are also really great. Yeah. Take the pictures, put it together and however it works for your kid. Um, and look back at those pictures as right. you're coming up to school. Yeah. Look, like, Johnny, here you are. Here you are with Miss Howard. Oh, my gosh. Like, you know, 
she has this in her classroom. She has that in her classroom. Like, ooh, I wonder if you're going to get to what you get to do with these materials kind of a thing. Build the wonder, build the excitement, Mm -hmm. but also the, you know, the reassurance of here are the visuals. Like you've walked this step, you know how to get there. She's not going to let you get lost kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Those are so great. And I think too, it's important to acknowledge some kids, if you're making social stories or if you are setting up a visual schedule, some kids just need a reminder, brush teeth, you know, yeah. with a toothbrush. Mm-hmm. Other yeah. kids might need get my toothbrush, get my toothpaste, put it on, brush for two minutes. And mm-hmm. so catering that to your child's abilities and needs, I think yeah. is there's nothing wrong with getting more detailed if that's what your child needs. Right. So, right. I mean, and like we all have visual reminders that we use for ourselves. Absolutely. And we just don't realize that that's what it is. You know, I mean, my husband will always put his, um, you know, whatever he needs to take to work with him on top of his keys so that he has to physically grab that item before he can get to his keys. And I'm like, that's a visual reminder. Absolutely. It is, but it is. It's like, oh, here is my reminder that this is the thing I need to bring to work with me. So we all do it. It just, you know, lists. Those are visual reminders. Absolutely. Yeah. I have to have those. So, I mean, we all, we all use them to function in different ways. Um, Just some of us need them more detailed than others. Right. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been fabulous. So I do want to touch on though, because you said that you have ADHD and three kids. So Uh are there any other strategies that we have not discussed that you use to help you as a mom, you know, just get through the day, get back to school, get up in the morning. Is there anything else that we have not already discussed? I just want to make sure we address all of that. Overall, I mean, I think TJ helps the most. My husband, he helps manage so much of it without even realizing it. Um, Just he has really helped. Sometimes I don't see where my, um, you know, struggles are. um, And he will kind of lovingly point those out and be like, Hey, what's with all the snack wrappers right here? And I'm like, Oh, well, you know, the trash can is hard to get to. Uh, And he's like, Oh, okay. Let's make the trash can easier to get to then. I'm like, Oh, okay, great. Um, You know, so just kind of, I think taking a survey of where in your life you are struggling, we still have not figured out dishes fully, um, but we do run the dishwasher every day now Mm -hmm. that helps, Um, you know, with five people living here, it does fill up every day. Um, and we do have to run it at least once a day. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> sometimes it's a it's sometimes it's a double dish day. We have not figured out a laundry system yet, and that's okay. We're working on that. Um, you know, but different things that help with that is our hamper is now a laundry sorter, so that I don't have to stop and pre-sort laundry before I get to do it. That was a big hang up for me was sorting by color. We tried throwing everything in on one load and then we had color bleed everywhere. Did not work for us. So now we have a laundry sorter, you know, it's like a four little bin system and everything, once again, everything physically has a place. The mudroom lockers has been a huge save in our house, um, just kind of helping to eliminate some of those drop zones um, where I would just drop everything from the day and leave it there. And then, like you said, you know, building in those routines, trying to do as much prep work as I can um, and trying to make it fun and novel for myself um, and making that routine that I don't want to do, like the dishes, into something that I kind of look forward to. Um, So dishes have become my like audiobook or podcast time. And I will put something in that 
I am listening to, that I'm excited to listen to. I only get to listen to it when I'm doing the dishes. So that if I want to do that thing, if I want to listen to my podcast, I have to go do the dishes in order to listen to it. And so it also helps, you know, kind of tune out some of the chaos behind me. <laughs> so, you know, maybe make sure that there is a parent that can listen while you do that. Um, they always say, you know, making something fun and a little bit more novel for someone with ADHD mm-hmm. really can have an impact. And it's so, it's really simple, right? Just listen to music, listen to something that you want to do or dance while you're doing your dishes, you know, whatever it is. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then just like really trying to give myself a lot of grace and try and remove some of it. I know personally with me with ADHD, there's a lot of shame that has come with it in the past of like, well, I should be able to just do the dishes. I should be able to just fold the laundry. I should be able to get these things done and keep my house organized in a timely manner. Um, It's just not going to happen for me. I can do those things, but it is going to take me longer or it's going to have to really. You have to figure out that you, well, you have to probably have to figure out what system works for you, right? Yeah. Like you have to figure out what makes it the easiest for you. What system works for you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So just giving myself a lot of grace while we try to figure that out. I mean, like I was talking to my husband the other night. I'm like, okay, for meal prep, because I don't have time on the weekends between soccer and kid stuff. And my husband still coaches on the weekends, dinners. I would love to be a meal prep person and have everything done for the week. Not going to happen for us. We've tried it. Doesn't work. What if I could just get the veggies chopped? Yeah. What if that's all I did? Yeah. Was if I planned my meals, you know, I always do grocery pickup. I don't have the multiple hours for the week to go to the grocery store and get what I need. So I love a grocery pickup. If I realize we're out of something, I just add it to my cart right then. And that saves me a ton of time. It saves me a lot of money too, because I'm not like wanders, like wandering the stores like, Ooh, this looks good. Right. Yes. Um, I'm very guilty of that. So the pickup yeah. and the delivery help a lot. The pickup help a lot. You know, that's usually it's either free or pretty low cost to do the pickup at least. Um, So that's helpful for us. But you know, it's like, okay, if I can plan out three meals for the week, and I'm only going to have to cook three meals for the week. um, And then, you know, try to put that on a rotation. So we're not eating the exact same three things all week, trying to make a little bit extra portions of that so that I it's already done. And then we can kind of eat leftovers every other day, we always schedule a breakfast in um, like a breakfast for dinner. That is always Thursdays. By Thursday, I have lost my mind, especially when it comes to cooking and doing things around the house. Um, so Thursdays are always breakfast, always. Yeah. Um, and then I don't have to think about it. I come home, I scramble some eggs, I throw some bacon at the kids and I'm like, bye. Yeah. Again, Enjoy it's it. the muscle memory, right? You're just yeah. like, yeah, I don't have to think about what I'm going to do. So it's already yeah. taken care of. Yeah. That's awesome. So I think this year we're going to try, um, if I could just prep the vegetables and maybe the seasonings for what I need for the week, you know, that way it's chopped, it's ready to go. I come home, I throw it in the pan and I don't have to spend the 30 minutes chopping yeah. that maybe that would be helpful. And I don't have to, it doesn't feel as overwhelming yeah. as a cooking a whole meal every night. And it doesn't feel as overwhelming as, oh, I have six hours on Sunday that I have to cook every meal. Um, that's not going to work for me either. Right. But it's like a something that I can do, even if it's small, something is better than nothing. So that's what we're going to try this year. And we'll we'll see how it goes. It's not going to be perfect, but nothing in life is. No, nothing in life is. And I love that you're like, yeah, we're going to try it and then we'll tweak it. And if it doesn't work, yeah. we'll try something else. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. 
that's what organization is. That's what life <laughs> is like. We have yeah. to try something to know if it's going to work. And then we figure it out because a lot of this is so personalized for every person and family yeah. and situation and home. And so you have to try it to know if it's going to work. So I think that's absolutely fantastic that you guys are doing that. That's awesome. And who, yeah. I mean, cutting up veggies. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. I'll just add it to my podcast. (laughs) No fun for me. My husband. Yes. He loves to cook. It's, 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 I hate it too. I just, I really, and I've gotten so bad. It's to the point where I would probably starve if he weren't around to cook for me. So, um, I'm going to be in trouble. I told my husband the same thing. I was like, if you were not here, it would be popcorn or cereal. Oh, for dinner every night hot dogs microwave nachos yeah it would it would not be good it would not be pretty it would not be good no no so um but yeah for those of us that don't cook yeah I mean if you could get the veggies prepped that's big yeah right that's big it's huge. yeah yeah that takes away some huge. of the stress so yeah awesome yeah and then you know you still got a night for a chicken nugget night exactly uh you know one of my friends says you have to build in your hot dogs um, so you find out whatever your hot dog is going to be, your chicken nuggets, your your breakfast for dinner, a hot dog. You build that into your schedule and, and you just know that that's the day you're giving yourself some grace. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. We all need a day off, right? We all need a day off yeah. from that. So, yeah. All right. I think that... My gosh, I think we've we've covered a lot here. This is awesome. All right. Well, one thing that I love to ask all of my my guests, because I believe that organizing is, if you can do it, it helps helps you to reclaim whatever it is that you need time space energy money so what is it that you are trying to reclaim these days Um, I'm currently just kind of trying to reclaim myself you know six kids uh, or not six kids wow (laughs) three kids in six years yeah very different yes Um, but three kids in six years is still a lot not as much as six no no. but, um, but it's still a lot it's still a lot. Um, just, um, you know, I haven't had a ton of time to myself. And after I had my youngest son, I was like, oh, okay. Physically, I feel like garbage. <laughs> How can I kind of put myself back together? I've carried three babies. I haven't done any physical therapy after any of them. And my body feels like that. How can we kind of put that back together? I nursed all of my babies, which I was, you know, just very blessed to be able to do. But that also took a physical toll on my body. Um, So I'm just kind of physically reclaiming my body for myself again. I have a 10-week streak on my um, Peloton app right now. That's awesome. (laughs) That I'm really proud of. So I have been trying to intentionally move my body in some way every day, whether that's a walk with the dog whether that is, you know, stretching or yoga or whatever it is, just trying to intentionally move my body every day. It helps so much with my ADHD. It helps so much with just my mental sanity and I'm feeling stronger and I have more energy for my kids, um, which is just phenomenal. That's awesome. Yes. All around. It's great. I think that's so great. And it's so important, especially when, you've put your body through all of that in the last several years, we tend to forget and downplay the effect that Mm -hmm. birthing and raising and nursing our children (laughs) does to our bodies. And I'm so glad that you are doing that. That sounds amazing. That's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm proud of myself. Good. You should be. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, thank you, Courtney. This has just been so helpful 
so wonderful to talk with you. I always love chatting with you and I am excited that you're going to be moving up to the bridges upstairs where Casey is. So hopefully I'll see you more. So um, absolutely. Just thank you. You are such a gift to the Notre Dame community and the special needs community. Oh, and so I'm sweet. grateful for you. So thank you for coming on and sharing your wisdom. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful. All right. What I'm going to do here starting in season two is provide at the end of each discussion a real quick two to three minute summary of my takeaways. I think that it might help us if you're looking for, okay, let's wrap this up. What, what do I need to learn from this? What can I take away from this episode? And so I want to give a real quick update of that and hopefully under three minutes. So here's my first two minute takeaway. Number one, I think it's important to give kids the chance to be independent. I know I am so guilty of this. As the mom of someone who is 19, I tend to do things for a while and forget that maybe she has grown into and is now capable of handling that task. Every once in a while, giving our kids an opportunity to show us how they can be independent, I think is really helpful and a good reminder. Number two, putting things in the same place every time when it comes to prepping for school and making sure that our transitions are smoother, leaving the house and coming back in can really help with that muscle memory so that our bodies can remember things without our brains working so hard. For example, every morning I know exactly where the waffles are, of course, in the freezer and the toaster, and I go grab those and stick those waffles in and I it's almost like my body knows what it's doing and my brain doesn't have to think about it. So if you can try to remember to put your things into the same place every time and encourage your kids to do that, it will become more of a muscle memory for them and there's less mental load for you. Finally, number three, I love how Courtney suggested that we generate some wonder about the new year. Ask our kids questions like, I wonder who's going to be in your class. I wonder if your teacher is going to have brown hair or blonde hair. I wonder if Becky will be riding the bus with you. Those kinds of questions can start to encourage their creativity and encourage their excitement around the back to school and hopefully lessen some of that anxiety and fear. All right. I hope you all get to go out and reclaim what it is that you need today. And I will see you next time. Mm-hmm.